0: In the moment, you're like, dang, like, (laughs) I'm getting called out, but actually, it's good. But I'd rather actually them stop me and be like, actually, that's not what I meant. Right. Then I was like, "Okay, so what did you mean? Right. Then he explained it. And then I was able to show something that made sense. And then he's like, "Okay, that's what I was looking for. So it's okay to get called out in the middle of the demo because it shows engagement and shows interaction. But you have to let everyone know that that's something that they can do.
1: Hey there, everyone. George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today, I am incredibly excited to be joined by my pal, Morgan Ingram, Atlanta-based, who is now the Director of Execution and Evolution at Jay Barrows Consulting. Morgan, I, I wish I had like a... Uh, I don't know, like a drum roll, DJ horn, play. drum horn. Yeah, drum exactly. Roll. I gotta work on my sounds. How are you this morning? I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, I love these conversations with folks who, first of all, do like audiovisual podcasts and thought leadership uh, on a consistent basis. It's always kind of a different conversation. And then, of course, like you got the hottest stuff in the game right now. I just have to admit, I'm not trying to like, you know, (laughs) make you feel embarrassed. But I'm I'm not embarrassed, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, but definitely it is. And uh, and so kudos to you. You know, you and I met. Were you at are you were early like Terminus or Sales Love? Wow, I was I was at Terminus and I probably was
0: right about the I think we met right when I was gonna get promoted to an SDR manager, but I still was an SDR.
1: Got it. Yeah, you were an SDR yeah. and I think we met at Rainmaker, like the first yep. one. Does that right? Is that sound of uh, ring a bell? Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, you know people that's a foreign concept for people now, like going to an event, but I know. <laughs> but yeah, crazy. we were
1: there, we were there. <laughs> I remember at that time, people thought I was important and had me speak, uh, at Rainmaker. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I fall, I fallen off a little bit, but that's all right. Um, I'm glad folks like yourself have, have taken over and taken it to a different level. So I, I'm super excited about that. Yep. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about your journey to now being like one of the Top, you know, I hate to say it, but influencers and thought leaders in SaaS sales right now.
0: Yeah, the the influencer thought leader word. So so basically my, my journey, we just talked about it. Started off as an SDR and like most people in sales, they never wanted to go into sales. I always tell people that I wanted to originally be a sports agent. So I watch Jerry Maguire, show me the money, you know, (laughs) like all that stuff, right? Like, like I really wanted to be a sports agent. I played basketball growing up and then also as well, like I felt like, okay, I understand sports. I want to understand business and I could talk. So yeah, (laughs) this works, right? There's obviously way more depth than that. Right. So I went to the university of Georgia and I graduated with sports management and I also graduated with finance
1: Mm.
0: and in that at the end of my senior year, I realized that this wasn't for, it wasn't for me of the the finance, the sports management, or being a sports agent. So then I had to make a decision what I was going to do. And so what ended up happening is I cold called the VP of sales at Terminus. And the only reason that I got there is because I went to a networking event and they told me about Terminus and I was like, Oh, this will be cool. Let's check it out. And then from there, that's where it all began. So the first three months were really hard for me. I struggled. It was an obstacle for sales. It wasn't, it didn't click with me immediately as probably it does with a lot of people. It doesn't really click. Some people are naturals and it just makes sense to them, but it just didn't for me. And I had to really learn the skill sets of how to prospect and how to break into accounts. And once I learned that after the three months, fourth month, I tried some new things out and I started to see consistent results. Then I was like, let me start a YouTube channel. The SDR Chronicles, which documented my mm-hmm. journey as an SDR. And then I got promoted to an SDR manager. And this is where everything really changed because I was creating so much consistent content that it caught the eye of John Barrows, which everyone listening in probably knows who that is. You've probably been in a training with him before. And if you don't, he's trained Salesforce, Slack, Google, all those people. And so he approached me and he was like, hey, like, are you interested in training? And I was like, yeah. Sh-. I guess. I guess. Sure. Like what's going on? He's like, yes. Okay. So cool. Let's figure out how this would work. So from there, I got into sales training and I've been doing sales training for the past three and a half years now, coming close to four in a couple months. And that's my role day-to-day prospecting, day-to-day training people how to prospect, and then also selling as well. So excited to be here and it's been a fun journey and looking forward to more of a fun journey as well.
1: Awesome. Let's unpack the point where things started to click for you a little bit. Mm. What were those things? And, and I sort of like, I get it because like, for me, I've always been like a, someone who really liked to talk Mm-hmm. And was pretty extroverted, probably the fact that I was like an only child. I had to go and like make friends or else I'd be like just playing with my mom all day with my toys, right? Exactly. Uh, she, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And uh, and so I went out there. But, you know, I don't think that I really understood sales until, frankly, I, I joined this program called the Southwestern Company. And mm-hmm. this was a Nashville, Tennessee-based um Door to door sales and leadership training program for yep. uh, first college students, right? And so, like, it was all about like building character and leadership and public speaking skills through doing door to door. And then they would make us do all these public speaking things on the weekends and stuff. And it was only then that I started to understand, wow, there's actually like a process, right, to this whole thing. And there's, mm-hmm. and you know, at that time it was like of course we didn't, we were doing door to door. We, we, our CRM was a pen and paper, right. (laughs) Uh, And a a notepad, but it was only then. And so there were these moments where I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Now I kind of get it. If I just, you know, sort of like write down all the possible things that can happen, be ready for them and have, you know, objection handling and all those sort of things. And it just clicked for you. What was that moment like? And what was it that was like the aha moment?
0: three things. It was one is the fact that I realized that I didn't organize my time. So I would just show up in the, the first three months in SDR role. And I was like, I guess I'll make calls. I guess I'll do emails. And like you get things done, but you don't get things done in an organized fashion. So what I had to realize is that you have to time block literally everything. And it's, and it's not just for an SDR. Like it carries over to all roles. Like even now I time block literally everything from, from learning to, taking a break to what to do to post content to how to engage. Like there's a, there's a lot of things going on. So like I have to time block. I don't really have a choice. So I would say number one, that really clicked. I think two is the fact that I wasn't asking other reps for their feedback. On things that they did really well, there were people on our team that were really great writers, and I'm I'm really not that great of a writer, so like I needed to tap into that to figure out what was going on there. And so I learned a lot of I learned from a lot of people that were writing emails and sending emails out and all that stuff. So that actually helped me get better at, at that conversion. And then number number three was the fact that I wasn't as willing to get on the phones as much. And what really clicked with me is just doing the activities and by doing the activities you get better i was just so afraid of getting rejected and things of that nature that it really bothered me and it didn't allow me to get to where i needed to go so i think those are three things that really click for me and i think ultimately what when it really clicks for you is when you're doing it consistently it doesn't just randomly click with you if you don't do anything i think it all comes down to consistency because if i point to things where it like really clicked for me it's because i was just being consistent and then one day it just made sense but you
1: have to continuously learn and strive for that; otherwise, it will never click for you. Awesome! That reminds me of something that my mentor Brian Ross told me. He said, "George, your timeline or your schedule is your mm-hmm. lifeline. And he's like, you get off schedule, you're not going to see the results you want." So, like, I was very diligent when I was carrying a bag to to make sure that I understood what I was doing throughout my. My Absolutely. day, and if it was an eight-hour day, I should not just be cruising, phoning it in. And every time I did, <laughs> I was lost, right? Like yeah. I just—it was just like clockwork. Well, you know, there's been this discussion in, in John Barrows and my uh, co founder <clears throat> excuse me, um, Joe Caprio. They were they had a, a podcast session on John's show. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna say a couple of weeks ago, and there was this discussion around okay. Well, we live in this product-led world now, where people are signing up to the product, yep. and they kind of understand, you know, what you're doing. I'm sure you saw the the episode. I know it was certainly popping uh, on our end here. People were super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And the discussion was, do you do discovery and then demo, or like, are you? Is it okay to do demo, and and then sort of like integrate discovery around it, especially mm-hmm. in a world. Where again, people want to see the product, you know, like, especially if they've written in, they've probably done some research, you know, you as a sales rep, there's so many freaking tools out there that you can use to do some qualification and discovery beforehand. Mm -hmm. What's your take on it? I know it's not an easy, you know, sort of uh, topic to speak to just because it's sort of nuanced, right? It depends on a lot of different variables, but generally what's your sort of take on it? Yeah, as you said,
0: there's a lot of variants. There's a lot of nuances. Curious to hear what your take is. Like my my perspective, regardless, right? In both scenarios, it's discovery before demo. I will say this: don't just say, "Oh, I'm just going to show the demo without any discovery." That is that's the red flag, right? There there's ways to do it, but if you're just like, "Oh, I'm just going to show them a demo on the first call and not even go into discovery," I think that's that. I think that's a huge failure. Personally, what I find what I find to be the best is going discovery on the first call and then going demo on the second call. Again, I know everyone's gonna be different and there might be, there's a huge debate on it because like, I don't know your sales cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Because there actually may be cases where discovery and demo at the same time makes sense. But I would just say holistically, if you think about, I'm gonna focus this call on just discovery and tell the client, hey, I I need this first call to really understand the use case. So when I show you the demo, it's not a random demo, Mm -hmm. right? it's something that's applicable and if you do a great job at discovery and you just focus on discovery you will uncover more in a 30 minute call versus a 15 minute discovery so my take is discovery is is the most important part of the sales cycle because yeah. if you don't do a good discovery you're not going to close right yeah. so i think you have to do discovery on the call first and then you can go to that demo
1: yeah you know my my take on it is you know i'm not quite sure you know to be honest and the reason yeah. why is because I think that if you're able to do enough discovery beforehand, right, and you have enough data, and mm. you're and it's like a lead that comes in and you're like, they're they're in this vertical, this persona, like I've seen it a thousand times. They told me a little bit in my web form, right. uh, That these are the problems they're having. Then I want to go deeper in because deep, you know, discovery is not just how they're going to use it, but it's like, as you know, well, it's like, who are the stakeholders involved? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. all these sort of things. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of things that are not available before actually communicating with the prospect. And so I think that just jumping on a call and just going, hey, I'm just going to show you a bunch of stuff. I, I don't think that that's, uh, that's going to work. Right. And it, no. it definitely burns, burns time and, and, uh, lengthens the sales cycle. Right. Especially if you do one of those like 30 minute calls and then it's 27 minutes of a demo, like that's a total <laughs> failure. Right. And then you're exactly. like, okay, well, do you, you know, what do you think? Well, I don't know. And, the, and they tuned out 15 minutes before. Right. Yeah, they're and like, so, I'm, I'm, This is not applicable to me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, if, however, if I, if I've seen it a thousand times, Like it matches that pattern that I that I just have closed you know a thousand times, then I think that perhaps and of course I've done a bunch of research and I have a lot of context. um, I think that there may be room for this. choice that you give the prospect and i've seen joe caprio do it insane it's like i had always done discovery beforehand it's like okay well you know sally here's here's what we're going to cover why don't we dive in i want to learn more a little bit more about you know your Mm -hmm. situation and then dive in i've seen joe about 600 times just go straight into discovery but he or or demo but he just doesn't do it like that so he'll set a stage right he'll sort of frame it and then mm. say, here's here's what um you know here's what we do, etc. Really quick. But then he'll be like, and this is the pivotal pivotal question. It's like, listen, do you want me to show you kind of a quick, a uh, snapshot? And we're talking seven minutes, something like mm. that, right? This is not a deep thing. It's like, do you want me to show you, Sally? I can go ahead and show you, or we can dig into a little bit about you know more about why, you know why you you wrote in or, yep. or you accepted this call. And I'd say about ninety seven percent i'm gonna say i actually i don't i don't actually remember anyone saying hey let's do discovery first well you know let me tell you first they're always like yeah let me see it real quick and then then it's kind of like there's a little bit it's again a a harbor tour it's like two or three Mm -hmm. things that you know that persona is uh based on your experience is going to respond to and then backing into essentially discovery. So I think that I've seen be super effective. And I think that what that does is give them a, you know, kind of like a, okay, this is, there's some context, I can see what they're doing, Mm -hmm. those sort of things. Um, And then especially if there's no free trial or any sort of like anything at all about what the prospect looks like. However, to just go into a conversation with nothing and just demo a product is definitely a fail. And by the way, I've been doing sales for, you know, formal sales, I guess for about, uh, I don't know, a little under 20 years. And I fucked up like the other day about I don't know, I'm going to say three months ago, I was carrying a bag. And I just, this was call two, like I did the first call, call two, I jump on and I did the same fucking demo, you know, uh, that I did on call one. And now the audience was 18 (laughs) people. like, like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, well, I did. Well, there were like two stakeholders who were on the initial call with me, second call. And why? Well, if I think about it, why? Right. Well, first of all, uh, I was so busy that I didn't have time to prep which is my fault. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and a couple other reasons, but the, the prospect ended up reaching out to Joe and was like, Hey, what the F was that? You guys are supposed to be like a Taylor (laughs) demo thing. And I got the same generic can demo. So, you know, prospects will, they will tell, right. Like you have to be on your P's and Q's. So
0: you do. And and that's and that's actually a really important point because it has happened to me before. Like I'll go on the second call. And then what will happen is you you don't ask the new people what they want to learn. You're just like, oh, well, I talked to so and so. So everyone has the same priorities and they and they don't at all. And you actually have to like sell it in a completely different way. So that's actually really important that you brought that up because I've been blindsided on that before. And one thing that you have to do to start that conversation is you have to be like, hey. Uh, You know, real quick, you know, I'm going to go into a demo here. However, I want to make sure it's customized for you all. So could you let me know, like, what exactly you're all looking to learn from this call today, right? And getting those insights so you're more prepared. That's another big piece as well to that everyone can be mindful of here.
1: Totally. And another variable I wanted to add to keep in mind there is if you're going to have, especially nowadays, I think it's easier to have these like 20 people, 30 people in a demo, right? Uh, Than ever before, right? Before it was much smaller because we Mm -hmm. were constrained by space, obviously. But now in these Zooms, it gets insane. And so if you know you're going to have a huge audience like that, you got to start prepping beforehand right? Yep. You got to speak to your champion and start to say, okay, well, here are the thing. what are the things that the folks are going to be into? Who are they? Are they executives? We've been chatting a lot about how we'll just lose executives in these calls and you'll see them. They'll sort of start to multitask if you're not engaging yep. with them, right? Super busy, or they'll just shut off their camera. And then what do you, what do you see? Five minutes later, it's like a, a message like, Hey, I had to go see you later. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sucks. Right. So, you know, there's certainly an art to, and a science of course, to doing these sort of remote demos with larger audiences. So, so keep something, something to keep uh, in mind folks out there while, while you're uh, preparing for these.
0: Here's another tip on the, when you're doing the demo or you're selling a service like I am at like a sales training and you maybe have to show like a PDF or something like that. Uh, this has actually been really helpful in all scenario that actually happened. I'm looking at the calendar yesterday. And so what I'll do before the demo or whatever I'm gonna share, I say, hey, you know, as I go throughout this, I want it to be conversational, and I don't want to be, I want it to be a monologue. So if you have like a question or like a concern as I'm talking, like, feel free to stop me, right? So I'm like talking, and the person was like, stop me, and they had a question, and then we talked about it, and then as I was like going and explaining a point on what he asked me, he's like, well, hey, Morgan, that actually, you misheard me. That actually is not what I was looking for, and you know, in the moment, you're like, dang, like. <laughs> I'm getting called out, but actually it's good, but I'd rather actually them stop me and be like, actually, that's not what I meant, right? Then I was like, okay, so what did you mean, right? Then he explained it, and then I was able to show something that made sense, and then he's like, okay, that's what I was looking for. So it's okay to get called out in the middle of the demo because it shows engagement and shows interaction, but you have to let everyone know that that's something that they can do. Otherwise, they're just gonna go into what you said, just standby mode and listening mode and not like really listening to what you're saying.
1: So that's a really important point that I want to put there. Awesome. Well, Morgan, we we've been. I feel like we could talk for four hours about. I mean, this we stuff. easily could. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, my whole identity was based on, uh, or built around sales since I was in college. I was like, I'm gonna get. Dates because I'm a great salesperson. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> it turns out that, you know, that's uh, not fully the case. But in any case, well, let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn Navigator. You did a session yesterday that just absolutely crushed it. I saw so much engagement and I, I was like kicking myself in the ass because I really wanted to be there. But I didn't see until after the fact, you know, thanks, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn uh, algorithm. What are those just a couple? sort of highlights from yesterday's session on using LinkedIn Navigator. You're doing all these like incredible live streams and educational sessions. So definitely everyone follow uh, Morgan, right now I was gonna say Ingram, Uh, follow follow Morgan Ingram (laughs) right now, stop hit pause on this thing (laughs) and follow him right now but anyways real quick just so folks know what they'll actually learn looking at some of the older content maybe yesterday's session and then some of the stuff you're going to do moving forward yeah
0: Yeah. So we're going to do a version three of that webinar because of the demand. We we actually didn't even dive into the things that we were (laughs) going to dive into because we went so deep. Literally all we did for an hour was talk about sales navigator search. Like we didn't even get into in-mails. We didn't, we barely got into smart links. Like we didn't even get to the LinkedIn profile, which some people asked about. Literally, we just took a deep dive into sales navigator search. And so these are the three things that you can start doing immediately. And if you do them, you will see success. Now, before I tell you this, this is, this is going to require work. (laughs) It's going to require effort, right? So this isn't a layup, but if you do it, you will have more layups. So the first thing that we talked about was going and looking at the leads that follow your company. Now, for some people, they may not be applicable because you may have no one that follows your company, but if you do have people, you follow their company, go look this tab up. It's literally called leads that follow your company. And we talked about how you can build save searches from that. So that's kind of like one B tip here is that when you are going after your certain accounts or you have a certain territory, save your search, right? Save that search. And when you save a search, it gives you updates on, who's new to the search. You don't have to re-search it and all those different things. So save your searches. It's absolutely critical that you do that. That will really help you along the way. And that was one of the tips we shared. Number two is we, we hopped over to list. And one of the things that I recommended people to do is there's a lot of lists, right? You can create lists of your territory. You can create lists of people that you sent LinkedIn videos to. By the way, that's how I track If you're looking at how to track this, like make a list of those people, you can make a list of people that follow your company. Just like I said, in tip one, however, the most critical tip I'll give on list is building a list of people that you've done business with. Mm. Think about that. How many people have just not created a list of people that they've done business with? Hmm. Right? And so like, if you do that, you can get referrals. If they change jobs, you can reach out. It's one of the main ways that I'm able to build pipeline is by just looking at all the people that have changed jobs in the past 90 days. So or, or past 90 days that I've worked with, right? So don't sleep on that. And then the third thing that we talked about is looking at how your accounts are growing. So if you go to the homepage and based on the accounts that you saved, you can click accounts and then you click all filters and then you can see account growth. So you can see who's increasing their head count, why they're increasing their head count, this is a really important tip because obviously if they're increasing head count, that means that their goals are getting bigger and maybe there's something that you can do to help there. So those are the three tips like that were the most impactful, but if you want an opportunity to go watch the whole thing, all you have to do is go to our on demand. So it's on demand JB sales. You can go Google it and then the webinar should be in there that you can go check out. It's a sales
1: navigator webinar with, with Gabe. Awesome. Morgan, I'll let you go. I know you're a busy guy. And so thank you so much for taking the time. If folks want to, follow you on social i'm guessing the best channel is going to be linkedin are you doing like twitter also i know you're doing instagram so this is interesting it 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 isn't linkedin <laughs> no because,
0: okay okay so i'll tell you why it's because i have a cap so i have a 30k cap so i can't add any more people
1: gotcha okay
0: and so I tell people I can't go there anymore. So like, it was just funny because I was on the sales navigator webinar. I was like, "Hey y'all, like, I know I'm talking about LinkedIn, but you like, <laughs> I can't connect with you on LinkedIn." And people were like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got a 30k connection limit. Like, I can't, I can't do anything else." And so, actually, what I recommend people to follow me on Instagram, like you mentioned, at Morgan J Ingram. If you listen to this, hit me up. Tell us your favorite takeaway. And then also as well, I'm actually, he's mentioned Twitter, but I have a, I'm on another platform that starts Twitch, with right? Twitch. Yeah. yeah. So I've been on Twitch and I've been streaming on Saturdays and sometimes on
1: Mondays and that's been really fun. Cool. Well, dude, love you, man. I, it's good to see you. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully we can get you back on the show talking about the other topics in your next show. And so I think that would be awesome for the folks out there and folks, if you do have any questions for Morgan again, go and follow him on Instagram or comment on this video. If you're consuming this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe if you like it. If you don't, just don't, don't subscribe. But if you do, please do. <laughs> if, uh, if you do have any questions or around just the show or any additional content or topics you'd like us to cover, Go ahead and you know, send us a message. We're, we're always listening to the market and the audience out there and trying to get better. Morgan, can't wait to see you in person again. I love, I, I remember your hat and uh, I have the a- fedora. Yeah, the fedora. I haven't rock, rocked that in a while. It's been like a year and a half since I've rocked one yeah, of these. Yeah, <laughs> I had one too, but I don't know where it is. I think I left it in California. But uh, hope to see you soon, brother. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. And hopefully everyone found insight from this. Absolutely. Have a great day.